Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills Podcast. Dag Heward Mills Podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which aims to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. Welcome to you this Friday evening. In today's message, Bishop Dag will teach you the three different types of members who exist in every church and the importance of membership and commitment. Bishop Dag also teaches on the negative spirits a person will overcome once they decide to become a stable and committed part of a church family. Get ready to receive wisdom and understanding on what it means to be a fully committed church member from today's teaching. Listen and be blessed. We are sharing in this month uh, mainly about the subject membership and... um, And what? Say it again, please. Membership and commitment. All right. And so we want to continue um, this very, very important message for for this week and next week, Sunday. I'm going to be sharing about membership and commitment. And then I'm going to go on to something else because God has revealed uh, something very, very important to me uh, that I need to share with you uh, this year. Amen. So I want you to be alert. And um, how many have read Psalm 23 before? Psalm 23. Okay, let's pray. Father, thank you for your word this morning. Help us and guide us. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This is not part of today's message, but I just... Hello, it's not sounding very clear. Try to do something. Uh, This is not part of the message for this morning, but I just want to um, share that for two two seconds. You've read Psalm 23 before. Psalm 23, right? Um, If Psalm 23 can happen to you, you'll be all right. I said, if Psalm 23 can happen for you, you'll be okay. And let me just, this is not part of the message, but it's so important that I just want to throw it in. I'm going to talk about it later on. Um, after I finish this series, I'm going to go on to that. But as, if Psalm 23 can happen to you, you are going to be okay in life. I shall not want uh, a lie down in green pastures by still waters. Restore my soul. Lead me in the path of righteousness. Yeah. Though I walk through the valley, the shadow of death, I'm not afraid. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. Prepare a table in the presence of enemies. Are there enemies in the world? Are there enemies upstairs? Upstairs. Can you hear me upstairs? Are there enemies in the world? Pastor Peter, please check if the two speakers upstairs are working for me. Um, enemies. You see, if Psalm 23 can happen to you, for you, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are going to be okay. Surely, not maybe, surely. Goodness, not maybe. 
surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life and there was a last eternity eternity after everything is said and done the last one is assured staying with god which is in heaven forever hey so psalm 23 is if it can happen everybody say it will happen for me okay now it is linked to something and it says the lord is my shepherd this is the whole key to experiencing the psalm having the lord as your shepherd now the lord is shepherding you through his other shepherds you get it because this is not the only church in even in Kolegono. there are a whole lot of other and it's not the only church in accra so all of us have gathered this morning under the various shepherds that god has given to your life okay now if psalm 23 is true then your connection to i shall not want is connected to the shepherd you get it you get it and your connection to i shall rest in green pastures is connected to the shepherd and it's somehow connected to me i mean not that somehow it's connected to me for you if you are a sheep that god has given me as as a shepherd so the question is how am i going to be used by god to bring those things to you or how will those things get to you are you listening to me no are you understanding what i'm asking you because i've not yet started preaching i'm just sharing something with you this is just free it's not part of the sermon it's you know go to a restaurant or something they give you some free something to drink granite or bread or something just this is the this is the bread and i am saying that how will that thing happen is connected to the shepherd Jesus said about the sheep, he said, my sheep know my voice. You see, the sheep depend on the pastor's voice. I'm going to be preaching about the pastor's or your pastor's voice. But I just want to say this, that if there is any area of your life in which you need help, believe Psalm 23 and that it's connected somehow with your shepherd being able to do something about it. And I would suggest to you that you get any tapes, you get it, to listen to your shepherd speaking about that thing to you. Because I cannot visit everybody. You know that. You know that? Even the churches, I can't visit all the churches. How much more everybody's personal house home so but i can have a discussion with you at home i was talking to uh, one of our pastors yesterday and he was telling me about some videos that he's watching of one of our shepherds camps and i asked him the shepherds camp do you get a real feel do you get a good feel of the of the camp he said it's his greatest joy he said that it is like i am in the room talking to him quietly for a long time you know shepherd's camp those of you who've been to shepherd's camp 
you know, I just wear my chalet water and I'll be talking for a long time. And we talk from morning to evening. He said that for him, I'm in the room talking to him for hours. I'm just talking to him. And it's the greatest blessing. Because I'm his shepherd, I'm his pastor. You see, I'm saying something that the sheep, your connection to, you shall not want, and to the green pastures, and to not being afraid, and to uh, your cup running over, and all those things for life, is connected to your shepherd. If, I had a, if God had a chance to speak through me to you, he will, and he is trying to. So I just want to make this suggestion that you should get tapes on anything that you haven't, maybe, if, if let's say, you want, I want to build a house. Do you know that I preach a sermon called You Shall Build a House? Maybe you are, you are struggling. You're wondering how to make it. I preach on success. Get, you get those tapes and start listening to them. You'll be surprised that it will affect your life. I can directly link many blessings in my life through having been able to listen to my shepherd's voice. I'm not telling you that do this, do this, change your furniture, uh, sell your car. No, just listen to the word. It's very powerful. Are you listening to me today? So just take this as a slight hint. God is telling that he's trying to pass his channel, you get it, his blessing through you, through his shepherd for you. So that you also stand and say, I shall not want. How many are going to experience Psalm 23 live? When people come, they'll say, hey, surely goodness and mercies have followed you. God has laid a table in the presence of his enemies, of your enemies for you. Amen. And let me tell you something. The greater you are in this life, the more enemies you will have. More people will hate you. And especially in Ghana, where... There's a spirit of desperation and poverty so that anybody who seems to be doing a little better is almost hated for his prosperity. He's hated. In fact, somebody said success in Ghana is a high risk. Uh, it's a high, high risk factor in your life. If you are successful, you, you will be hated and hunted for your success. Alright? But God is going to lay a table clearly for everybody, and especially your enemies, to see that, uh-huh, he has been able to do it. If somebody is tying your legs in your village, his legs rather shall be tied by that thing. And he shall come and beg you in the house and say that, I tried to tie your leg, but when I tie your legs, my legs were rather tied. And since my legs were tired, I've not been able to release it. I beg you, release me. And you say, I forgive you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Now, I want to quickly go on to types of people who come to church. Number one is what? A browser. How many remember the browsers? All right. What is a browsing person? Browsing person is someone... To browse means to go through quickly. Just to sort of see, scan, not be committed to, okay? Number two, we have an admirer. Is that not so? That's the next type of visitor. The next one is what? The critic. Or what? A critical visitor. Somebody who is just coming to look for our mistakes. Is that not so? Maybe the person will say, oh, as for Lighthouse, uh, they, maybe they, they, they don't start early. So you've come to prove that they, we don't start early. 
You get what I'm trying to say? And we are trying to say that don't have that attitude. But anyway, whatever we do, there will be people like that. And I'm saying just don't be one of those because your, the way you see depends on your point of view. You, there are two people. One can see this, this is nice. Another one sees it's not nice because of who you are. It's, like, it's even like marriage. I may choose my wife and somebody may not have chosen my wife. Somebody may not have chosen my wife. But I chose her because that's what was nice to me. Okay? Now you have also chosen yours. And I may not have chosen what you chose. But you are entitled to your opinion. At least one opinion. Amen? Now I see it as nice and you don't see it as nice. You see it as nice and I don't see it as nice. It depends on the person. But it's not that the person is not nice. Because the Bible says that we are beautifully and wonderfully made. Everybody has some beauty. I've not seen a woman who is not beautiful before. Hey, pastor, you haven't been to my village before. (laughs) You, You don't understand. Look, you take some of those people in the village. Give perm their hair for them. Perm their hair. See some of those people carrying firewood. Perm their hair. Give them some of those skirts and shoes. You'll be surprised. Some of the sisters in church, you cut off their hair, put firewood on their hair. You will see how they'll change right now. Wipe all the lipstick and other things. Give them firewood and uh, cut your hair. Let them walk on the road. Then you'll see whether they are beautiful or not. So, everybody is beautiful. But it depends on whether you are seeing the thing or not. Amen. The next one is what? A spy. False brothers. Is that not so? And there are always people, especially in a large church, there are people who are not, they they hate you even. And they are in the church. The next one is regular visitors. Is that not so? And the next one is what? Professional visitors. They have made it their special job to make sure that they just visit and never join anything. Now, I want to just go on to two important things. Two evil spirits that you overcome when you become a member of a church. Two evil spirits. The first one, the spirit of flirtation. The spirit of flirtation is an evil spirit that you overcome when you join a church. Now, is there such a word as flirtation? Cynthia, is there a word like that? Flirtation, okay. All right, I wasn't sure. But if it wasn't, I've created it. I'm at liberty to create. God has given me the ability to create words. Amen. Job chapter 1. Now, what does it mean to flirt? Cynthia, what does it mean to flirt? It almost sounds like a bed. Temporary relationships. How many sisters want a temporary relationship? How many want a relationship for life? Lifetime. Amen. So when you have joined a church, one of the spirits you overcome is a spirit of flirtation. Notice Job chapter 1. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. You, are you looking for Job? Just go to Psalms and then before Psalms you find Job. That's the easiest uh, route, road, to, road to Job. Write it in your notebook. Road to Job. Psalms and then behind Psalms. 
go to Psalms and then behind Psalms is easy to find. When you do like this, it, it, it comes. You see Psalms. Then behind Psalms, you find Job. All right? Okay. Verse quickly. After all I've been through, I still have joy. I still have joy. I still have joy. After all I've been through, I still have joy. Verse 7. Uh, verse 5. Verse 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, From where? From where do you come? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From roaming. Everybody say roaming. roaming. Your version says going to and fro. Is that not so? Yes. Yours says roaming. Roaming about on the earth and walking around on it. Alright? Now, were these people in church, were these the sons of God? Somebody is asking, who were these sons of God? I don't know who they were, but they were sons of God. And they had assembled. So it looks like they were having church. Is that not so? Someone said, I don't understand these sons of God. I want to know who exactly these sons of God are. I don't know who exactly these sons of God are. But I know that they were sons of God. That's the point that I'm trying to make. And secondly, they had somebody who came to church with them. And his name was what? Satan. Is it Satan? Satan. Everybody says Satan comes to church. Yeah. So there are people who come around who are not really part of us. Now, the point I'm trying to make is that Satan's nature was to go around. 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 You see, when I teach on how to be fully possessed by the devil... To be fully possessed by the devil is not to stand there and say, uh, My name is Lucifer. Lucifer. I have come to attack you. No, that's not what it means to be possessed. To be possessed is to fully be used and to look like the devil. If you want to look like the devil, be roaming. Be a Roma. Keep moving to and fro. And we will see the nature and pattern of the devil. Never do you see anywhere in the devil, where the devil says, the devil looks at, eh, I have come, my name is Lucifer, I have come to take you. Ah. It's, not, it's not in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. We are seeing the things that he does right here. One of them is that he just moves. He's not steady. See a young man who is going around from woman to woman. Woman to woman. Today he's here. I spoke to one guy. I remember. He said to me, when I was in sixth form, I had eight girlfriends. He said to me, when I was in sixth form, in Fantipim school, I had eight girlfriends. If at the age of whatever, in sixth form, in secondary school, you have eight different girls whom you sleep with. What is your future? Now, whose nature are you following as you roam from person to person? And are you not surprised that God, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say that, let me, let me, let me, let me talk about that, but let, 
do you see that that nature, that thing, is something that it is, is the devil's attribute. Now see a man who doesn't roam anywhere, but he just has one person whom he's committed to, and he stays with that person through it all, everything. He's with that one person. Is it not the opposite of Satan's nature? Exactly the opposite. Exactly the opposite. Now, when I say this gentleman had eight girlfriends, I mean eight girlfriends, you know, eight girlfriends at the same time. He was managing all eight. Not that he had had eight girlfriends after that. that He had eight together. He was a manager of a team of eight. (laughs) So, here is a person who is roaming and going to and fro. That thing is not from God. I'm telling you, it's not from God. It's, not, it's a spirit of flirtation. And so also, you have people going around from church to church, church to church, church to church, this ministry to that fellowship, this ministry to that fellowship, and you, you begin to see they are not even stable and mature in God. And Satan is using them to just go around. So when you become stable, whether it's marriage, whether it's business, Many businessmen who do, today I'm doing it, I'm selling nails, tomorrow I'm selling bread, next day I'm selling firewood, next time I'm selling it. You find out that to, to develop one business, eh, you need to do it for some years. There's nobody who is doing well in something who just started, you just want to. The first times you start, you'll see how you suffer. But after some time, you know all the tricks. So as you keep jumping from business to business, this to this, look, if you like, try exporting yams. You'll find out that, oh, it's quite easy. When you do, you buy at this and you export and you sell, you get the pounds and so on. You've made a lot of money. You do it again. Then do it a third time. You'll find out that uh, this time maybe the ship didn't go early. Something happened. By the time the thing reached the port, the, the yams were rotten. Aha. Uh-huh. Now you begin to find out that when you buy yam at a certain time and you export at a certain time, you, your yams can get rotten and you can lose all your money. So the next time you do it, you'll be aware of that. But then some people just leave their business there. Then they go and try exporting pineapple. But not knowing that pineapple too, it gets rotten at the other season, not the yam season. So they keep trying and then you, you, you realize, ah, you never seem to go up. Somebody look at this church and say, eh, he just started, he has suddenly become successful. I didn't just start. I didn't just start. I've been preaching, forming groups, Preaching in, even in this particular church for many, 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 many years. I've been despised. I still have joy. I've been through many things. You, some of you have just come, but you don't know. We, we've come through and we are still around. I've been, at it from, I've been at it for many, many, many years on the same road. And I've not been jumping from place to place. So that in itself is a key to success in life. Stay on one road. Stay on one court. Stay in one church. Give your life to it. Let your children be born in the church. Let your children be baptized in the church. Let your children be in the youth church of that church. Let your children learn how to play. My children play, play instruments. Let your children be in the choir. Let your children learn how to sing. Let your children be in the drama group. Let them grow up. Let them be in the youth group. You get it? Let them go on youth camps in the church. Let them travel as missionaries in the church. Grow up and see your children getting married in the church. Build, spend money to put tiles on the church so that when it's your daughter's wedding, you get it, there'll be a nice church for you to bring your friends to. Be committed. Be committed. Overcome the spirit of flirtation. Flirtation gives HIV. And now it's not funny. 
One of my pastors was telling me one of his main shepherds had HIV now. In fact, two pastors. So flirtation is not a good thing. The rewards of flirtation are dangerous. Perhaps the person sitting by you now has got HIV. You try flirtation with the person. You think because of his nice shirt that is iron and his beautiful, her beautiful dress and so on. HIV doesn't smell. It doesn't look funny. It's just there. Quiet. So let the spirit of flirtation die in you. Let it die for all aspects. Learn to stay in one thing. Learn to be committed until it works. Learn to be in a marriage until the marriage works. Stop shouting divorce in your house. Stop quarreling and saying, I'll leave you and get out and I've made a mistake. Stop saying he's a wizard and he's a witch. Learn to be stable. I said learn to be stable. The spirit of flirt, you see, many times when people are quarreling, they have a spirit of flirtation in them. They want to fly away. So they have to create a quarrel so they have a reason to fly. When people leave the church, they say bad things about us. You can't just go like, you have to have a good reason. So you are in the church, you are in the church. You have to find something to say about us before you go so that everybody will understand why you are doing what you are doing. Give me some volume, please. Amen. So the spirit of flirtation is something that you overcome when you learn to be a member. Number two, the spirit of immaturity is another spirit that you overcome when you become a member and you become committed. If you look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14, it says that we be no more children. Notice, are you there? Find it. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. It said, as a result, we are no longer children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. Amen. amen. Can I have an amen? amen? Can I have an amen? amen? Listen to me. It's children who are carried by waves. Listen, there are waves who. The church is like the sea. Tell the person next to you, the church is like the sea. There are a lot of waves. And when the next wave comes, it should not take you away. You should be strong. You should be stable. The Bible says we are no more children tossed to and fro. Now, the, the sea is a very dangerous. The sea we have in Ghana is the Atlantic Ocean. Very dangerous ocean. Don't, don't joke with the Atlantic Ocean. Perhaps you may want to play around with the Pacific Ocean, but not with the Atlantic. Do you know why? Do you know the Atlantic Ocean is very dangerous? The Pacific Ocean is very calm. Do you know why the Pacific Ocean is very calm? That is, that is why it was given the name Pacific, pacified. It's a pacified ocean, passive. It's cool. But not the Atlantic, very dangerous. That's why I have a lot of people drowning. You go there and stand there, a wave can't have been knocked off my feet by waves. In fact, the sea is so dangerous that even though I can swim, I fear it. I fear those waves there. A child playing around can be taken away suddenly because it can take your back. You see, as you get bigger, you are not so easily moved by the next wave that is coming. But even some of the most mature Swimmers. I was talking to somebody who, who does real diving, you know, like those who go 
to planes. When a plane falls into the water and they are going down to... I was talking to one guy who does that. He knows he does. He said, he's not a professional, but he's, that is one of his sports. He said he dives. He said, very dangerous. He said, Atlantic Ocean, when you just go a bit, there's a current that is going sideways. And it goes down. Huh. If you go to that wave, you may be a very good swimmer. But you can't, you can't stand. He said, when it takes you, just allow it to take you and flow with it. He said, you'll come out. He said, you'll come up anyway. So next time, you are in, if you get to that place, remember what I told you in church. Church is very good. Though. It can help in a lot of things. Maybe it's some Atlantic Ocean that is taking you and it may be saving your life. Anyway, I can remember the waves in Accra. You see, many years ago, when I used to go to church, if I would go to church, I would go to Action. Bishop Duncan Williams, he began that church. He's like, you know, an apostle of the charismatic church. He's the first, you know, real church that we, sort of charismatic church that we, we all went to. And then, after a while, I remember a wave came. You see, this was a wave of teaching. Then we had the formation of Central Gospel Church with powerful teaching by Dr. Mensa Otabo. Dr. Mensa Otabo is a very powerful teacher. In fact, I remember the first time I saw him teaching, he was teaching about the new creation in a, in a, at a camp meeting. And he stood there with his Bible. He opened the Bible and he was wearing sunglasses. Powerful teaching on the new creation. I was charged. Very powerful. So that was the new wave that came. And a whole lot of people that were at action were moved with the wave. And then they went to. Said, I remember one day I was visiting their church. And then a pastor who was visiting from another part, he came and he saw me there. And he said to me, that was at, uh, I was just visiting Central. It just happened that, that one Sunday I was visiting. I didn't have a church, I told you. I, I started all these things much later. And when he saw me, he said, oh. You have all left action and you've all come here. I said, oh no, I've not left action. I just came here today because I think it was you were coming or something, but I'm, I've not been moved by the wave. But it was a powerful wave because that was a wave. And then after that, a whole lot of people came up with, as teachers. Victory Bible Church, Grace Outreach, and started teaching pastors. That was a wave of teaching. And then, after the wave of teaching, we were in Accra. When another wave also came. You get it? Are you still around? <laughs> Waves of miracle workers. Then we had, uh, what's the name? Bishop Ajinasari. He came to town with a wave of miracles. I mean, he brought miracles back to Accra. That's what that man did. He brought miracles back to Accra. He would announce his church is presenting himself for seven days. Word miracle presents himself for seven days with a miracle encounter. You see, we had had the apostolic action and then we had had the wave of teaching. But a new wave was blowing of miracles. I love miracles, and I was really encouraged by that miracle. But people were moved with a wave. You see, that's why the Bible says, move with every wave, tossed with every wave, move with every wind. That's a wave that came. And we had people 
just going. I remember one boy, he was leaving this church. He said to me, you don't have miracles. <laughs> he said, you don't have, no, there's no, there's no power, there's no anointing. Because, yeah, I was in the old wave of the teachers. So the new wave, I remember as he put, recently he came back, you know. It was after that that we also started having miracle services. So after that he came back and I saw, I said, hey, you have missed up. I thought you said we don't have miracles here. What are you coming to do here? So we thought that that was the end, but there was another wave coming. Then came the prophets. The wave of the prophetic. Hey! 21 day all night, 10 days all night wave. I tell you, look, the kind of word of knowledge, they will call you out and you see what they will tell you, you will fall down. You fall down and you say, what? Nobody can know this except God. Nobody knows this, only God. You see, the, the accuracy, they will tell you your car number. They will tell you where you went last week. I remember I was, I went, and, and, and the kind of power. These guys were, there was a guy, he'll be, he'll be using his coat like this, you know. He'll be playing with his coat. It's almost like a, he said, he put his coat, as anybody should come for the coat. Nobody could take the coat from there. It's like a play, that we're playing. Anybody who tries to take the power on the floor. We're talking of power here. We're not talking of teaching. Or apostolic whatever fathers or even miracles we are talking of prophetic power they will give you details there are people in my church who were giving detailed accurate things about them they were so con- this they were so convinced and you see it's, it's very it's, it's very wise when somebody come and tell you something that you know you haven't told anybody nobody can know this thing it's very powerful you see, then after the prophetic wave, so we, we had some members to go in. I'm saying my church, I'm talking about the wave, wave after wave, wave after wave. Wave after wave, you see, so wave after wave comes. Then after the prophets, uh, who has come after the prophets? There are some wild, almost like they are wilder prophets. Prophetic and miraculous. This the 92.7 radio people, those guys. Hey, they are wilder than the prophet. Oh. <laughs> what is the difference between those guys and the old uh, prophets? They are a combination because the prophets have also started churches now. So this is another wave. You get it? And so what is going to be the next wave? And which new church are you going to join now? Maybe God is preparing a new move. Because all these things, they are, they are all genuine moves of God. It's not the devil who is moving with the teaching and the prophet. It's God who is moving. But in as much as you see the wave passing, the wave must not knock you off your feet and take you to another part of the shore which you didn't intend to be. You must appreciate this wave. That is why I visited some of these. I visited, I said, hey, what has happened? I saw uh, Bishop Ajasari doing miracles. I went to his crusade. I stayed there throughout the whole crusade. But I didn't leave Lighthouse. I'm still a member of Lighthouse. Amen. Amen. All right. Tell the person next to you, brother, don't be moved by the waves. Eh? 
How many have realized that there are waves in the churches, in the churches moving in the system? Make sure that you are a mature person. Hallelujah. Right, now, three types of members. Number one, registered members. Number two, committed members. And number three, active members. Registered members. Three types of members. Number one, you register. Number two, you become committed. And number three, you become active. Okay? Now, what is registration? Registration is to write down your name and fill a form. It's the first step to knowing you. Knowing you, knowing me. There's a song like that. It's not a good song, isn't it? Huh? It's a cool number. Knowing me, knowing you. Some of you, you went to disco so much, so you, when you hear these things, it reminds you of some days. Second Kings chapter 4. Second, I'm talking about membership and commitment. Membership and commitment. This year you must be committed. You must be a member. You must be committed. You must be a member. You must be committed. Amen. Amen. Say amen with power. Amen. Say it again. Amen. Second Kings chapter 4. Verse number 8. Now there came a time when Elisha passed over to Shunem where there was a prominent woman and she persuaded him to eat food. And so it was, as often as he passed by, he turned in there to eat food. And she said to her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is a holy man of God passing by us continually. Please let us make a little walled upper chamber and let us set a little bed for him with a table and chair. Verse 11. One day he came there and turned into the upper chamber. Verse 12. Then he said to Gehazi, his servant, Call this Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him. Verse 13. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 13. And he said to him, Say now to her, Behold, you have become careful for us with all this care. What can I do for you? Would you be spoken for to the king or to the captain of the army? And she answered, I live among my own people. Amen. How many agree that when you live among your own people, you don't need any special protection? Uh, We should be free in our own country. Hallelujah. So she said, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi said, truly she has no son and her husband is an old man. And there is no Viagra. Verse 15. And he said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway. And then he said, at this season next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, O man of God, do not lie. Don't tell lies. I know you are a prophet. Don't lie to your maidservant. Verse 17, the woman conceived and bore a son at that season the next year, as Elijah had said to her. Verse 18, now, when the child was grown, the day came that he went out to his father, to the reapers, and he said to his father, "My, my head, my head. And he said to his servant, carry him to his mother quickly. When he had taken him and brought him up to his mother, he sat on her lap until noon, and then he died. Verse 21. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God. Remember, the man of God used to stay in her house. And shut the door behind him and went out. And she called to her husband and said, Please send me one of the servants and one of the donkeys, that I may run to the man of God and return. And he said, Why will you go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. In other words, you know, it's not the end of the month for you to pay your tithes. It's not the time to pay tithes or first and best. So there's no need to go now. And she said, it will be well. 
So verse 24, she sat on the donkey and said to her servant, drive and go forward. Do not slow down the pace unless I tell you. Verse 25. Then so she went and came to the man of God to Mount Carmel. And it came about when the man of God saw her at a distance that he said to Gehazi, his servant, behold, yonder is the Shunammite woman. Please now run to meet her and say to her, is it well with you? Underline that. Is it well with your husband? Amen. Is it well with the child? And she answered, it is well. And when she came to the man of God, to the hill, she caught hold of his feet and Gehazi came near to push her away. But the man of God said, let her alone for her soul is troubled within her and the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. Then she said, did I ask you for a son for my Lord? Did I not say, do not deceive me? Amen. Look at me. I'm sure you are wondering what has this story got to do with membership and commitment. Now, when you register, I'll show you how do you become a registered member by filling the form. How do you become a committed member by paying your first and best fruits? And how do you become an active member by being active in church during the week? Let's say Tuesday service, Thursday service, etc. Now, somebody will ask, why should I register in the church? Why? Why? Why at all? Because registration makes us get to know you in the first place. And it gets us to know that you are a member. You see, when Elisha was there and he saw the woman coming, there were many women on the road. There were many men on the road. She was not the only person. But suddenly, when he saw the woman that he knew was committed to her, was committed to him, somebody who already has established herself as someone who is supporting and part of Elisha's ministry, he saw her among all the plenty people that were walking on the road. He said, I've seen that my member down there walking on the road. Go and ask her whether it is well. Is it well with her? Is it well with her husband? Is it well with her child? Is it well with her business? Is it well with everything that concerns Listen, when you're a member of this church, eh, everything about you concerns us. And you're going to find out it's going to be a great advantage to be a member of the church as you go along. You're going to find out. It is already. Is it well with you? But if you are not committed, you are not a member, how do we know? Look, I formed a, an association of charismatic churches. The only association that is in existence now. Maybe some others will reform. I had a lot of pastors. Some initially were not part of it. But as time went on, many others decided to be part of it. We have several people of the big churches and so on who are joined and are joining. But as we were going along, I realized that some people would say, oh, we are with you. You know, carry on. We are with you. You see, because I'm the chairman and I'm one of the youngest. So not everybody may want to join. It got to a point I said, if you are joining, write a letter that you've joined. If you don't write a letter, I take it that you are not, you are not with us. Except I see the letter, I don't, I don't believe it. You can say it, but I, if I don't see a letter, you are not a member. And I, if, even, even somebody as senior as uh, Bishop Duncan Williams, I remember when I was talking with him about it, because he, he, he said oh, he's He's going to back me. He's going to support what I'm doing, etc., etc. 
I said, fine. I want a letter. Because you see, at a point, you got to have the paper. And then he wrote the letter. When he wrote the letter, I said, our, our senior bishop is part of us and his church. That's the evidence. Without that's the starting point. After that, even the other things will come. But that is the first thing that let us know that you have. So if you don't fill that form, and you don't fill that form and put your name down and put your this in that this is I am a member. Look, you can say a thousand times, you can come to church forty-seven thousand times, but you are not a member. The first step is to register, so that when we see you, we say, Ah, is that not a rose or say Owusu Asamoah Kwesi Danso? And then we'll begin to ask, is it well? Is it well? Is it well? Amen. Amen. Now, what do I mean by commitment? After you have shown us the paper, you don't get married. You don't get married and start doing married things until you sign the paper. <laughs> huh? Or that's, you don't behave like that in the choir. You sign first. You've got to have the paper before we go to the bedroom. No paper, no bedroom. Write it down. Amen. No paper, no bedroom. Tell the person next to you, no paper, no bedroom. You've got to get the, you'll get to get the man to sign the thing. Let him sign that I am married to you. You are my husband, you are my wife. If he doesn't sign, don't agree. Second, you are committed when you put your money there. Turn to Matthew chapter 6. Quickly, please. Because we are closing in the next three minutes. But I've got to show this to you. Verse um, 6. Are you there? Verse 19. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in or steal. Verse 21. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be. So now, now, even though you fill the form, it doesn't mean that your heart is there. Does it mean that your heart is there? It doesn't mean anything. But it means something anyway. It means that you are at least one step ahead of somebody who has not filled the form. Ask the person next to you, oh, fill form, eh, form, eh, oh, fill echo. A fill form, Is that how you say it in fancy? A fill form, I feel former. That's how they say in Cape Coast, eh? I feel former. Eh? How do you say it in Ewe? Ella feel former. Ella feel former. Ne feel former. Ne feel former. Ne feel former. Amen. After you fill the form, are you really with us? Last election, People had a lot of NDC uh, cards and 31st card. Some of them were not really committed to it. Just you have to have it so that you get contracts. So you can fill the thing and you can even write your name, cry, sign. It doesn't mean that you are really a part of it. You get what I'm trying to say? Now, when you put your money in, then we know that you are one step. Even that one, cry, sometimes when you put your money, it doesn't mean that you are there. But when you put your money in, it shows that your heart is there. Because the Bible does not say where your money is, where your heart is, there will your treasure be 
It says, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So when you put your treasure into lighthouse, then we, your heart comes to the church. In fact, if we don't see your treasure in the offering basket, we know that your heart is not here. I said, if we don't see your treasure in the offering basket, I'll know that your heart is not here. Oh yes, you fill the phone, but I know that your heart is not here. I'm waiting to see that treasure arrive in the offering basket. Otherwise, your heart is not here. And pastor, what? I'm saying, if I don't see your treasure in the offering basket, I know that your heart is not here. So I know that your commitment is up to a point. Because if I see your heart going, your treasure going somewhere, then I know that your heart is Come, be a treasure for me. This is a treasure. Just feel free. And then you'll be the heart. You see? Now, heart, just, you also go anywhere. Heart. The heart should go. You see, the heart is going by the treasure. This is the treasure. He doesn't follow. I said, the heart should be moving. <laughs> now, treasure, start moving away. The treasure is moving. I, I, you have to catch up with your treasure. <laughs> so, the heart is following the treasure. And the treasure has sat down. And the heart is also sitting down in the church. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, when I, see, when I see the treasure coming into the offering basket, I know that your heart is with us. And your commitment is more than somebody who just filled the form. How many agree with me? In Methodist church and some of the other churches, if you don't pay, uh, what do you call it? Deuce. They, they won't even marry you. They won't funeral. They won't do anything. I mean, and they won't do nothing. Because they realize you are not really part of it. No communion. No communion. <laughs> But you see, we are going to set up a system which is going to benefit our church members. Jobs, uh, traveling, anything, that her education, any kind of... We are not going to link it per se with funerals and this and, and so on. We will, link, we will link certain things. But there are certain other benefits which are more useful. When you are young, this thing, you are not going to die for some time usually. So it's, it's when you are in certain churches, you have to pay your due so that your funeral will be in the church. I mean... But for us, we see other benefits. And we are going to do those benefits. How many want those benefits to be there? So when we see your treasure, then we know that, aha, this person is really with us. So it's, and and it's, not, it's not going to be just enough to write your name, but you've got to pay your first and best. And the last type of member is an active member. Tuesday meetings, Thursdays, whatever it is, activities. Now, Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58, as we close. Do you still have joy? Do you still have joy? After all you've heard today, do you still have joy? Have joy. Verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, notice, be steadfast and move above. Always abounding. Always means what? Always means on Sundays, except Mondays, and except Tuesdays. Always means what? Always means always abounding in the work of the Lord. For you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Activity. It's another level committed. So, if you come to church, when we are doing our fasting, you may see certain people there. You know who those people are? Who are those people? 
they're active members, often they are registered, often they are committed. But when you come to Sunday, why is it that there are so many more people in church? Why? I need a mic. Why is it that there are so many more people in church? Because we have who and who? Who else has come to church on Sunday? Registered members and browsers, professional visitors, critical people, regular visitors, spies, prodigal, ah, prodigal, uh, sons and daughters, I've even forgotten that one. All have come together. And so that's why even on Sunday, the things you can preach about are different from what you preach about even on a Tuesday or even at a prayer meeting. So that is why you need to come closer so that the Lord will work on your life. Your blessing, Psalm 23, is going to happen to you this year. I said it's going to happen to you this year as you get more committed and more active and more of a member than ever before. Stand to your feet. All right. I still have joy. I still have joy. After all I've been through, I still have joy. Can we stand to our feet, please? I still have joy. I still have his joy. After all I've been through, I still have joy. Every head bow, please. If you are here this morning, maybe you've been a visitor, you've come once, twice, but you want to be active and Registered, you want to become a member today. From today, you've been coming, going, coming, going, but now you are, you are hearing the word. They said, Pastor, I want to be a member. I've, I've taken a decision. I want to be part of this family, part of this church. If you are here like that, raise up your right hand very quickly. Okay, I see your hands. Lift it up high. I want to be a member. I want to be a member. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see so many hands. Lift it up upstairs, wherever you are. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Lift up the hands. I want to be a member. I've been coming, I've been coming, but I want to take it serious and I want to be a... Lift it up high so I can see. God bless you. All those who lifted your hands, please come to me in the front very quickly. Just walk from where you are because I want to... Uh, Pastor Eddie is going to take you specially and speak with you. He's waiting. Please come. Come all the way to me in the front. From upstairs. Yes, they're coming. Come. You want to join them? I want to be a member. I want to be a member. I want to be a member. Oh, after all I've been through, he'll have joy. Come on, come on. I still have his love. I still have his love. Oh, after all I've been through, I still have his love. Yeah, all right. Yes, this gentleman coming from upstairs. God bless you. Father, I pray for these ones as they take this decision. Help them to be committed, to be stable, to be regular. Bless their lives and let them never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Just before you sit down also, if you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to be born again, just close your eyes for one more moment. Raise up your hand and I'm going to pray a last prayer with you. You you don't know Christ. You just came to church, but in your heart, you know that you are far away from God. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand. Okay? Lift it up high. I see your hand there. I see your hand. I see your hand. Lift it up high. God bless you. I see your hand. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to God. All right. If you've lifted your hand, please also come to me in the front and I'm going to pray with you. From upstairs. I see those hands upstairs. Come. And the back here. 
come this way. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. Come, come to me in the front. God bless you, my sister. From upstairs. I want to give my life to Jesus. All right? I want to give my life to Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. they say in Panama? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, my sister. And some more people coming up. Pastor Bibi, where is he? All right. Please take our sister and you just pray with her. When the person comes from upstairs, they will join you. Okay? Take her downstairs. All right. God bless you. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.